Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Thursday, August the 19th. Thank you for being with me today to break open God's Word. And wherever you are, uh, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's joy, God's peace, God's grace, uh, and, uh, and a certain openness, a certain realization of God's great closeness and love for you today. We have a great gospel today. If you can get through some of the non-great things within it, because of course that's Matthew. God love him. Uh, Okay, we're going to jump to Matthew 22, 1 through 14. It is such a good parable. And if we can choose to believe it, it is so, uh, brothers and sisters, it is so good. It is so good that this is who God is. Um, so let's open ourselves to this, see what God has for us through Matthew today, okay? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves are are fattened. Cattle are killed. And everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then the king said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. He said to him, My friend, How is it that you have come in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. My friends, the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Honestly, brothers and sisters, this is is one of my favorites. It is such a good parable because it shows how good our God is when we can get beyond. Oh, yeah, those cities, yeah, they were destroyed. All those people, yeah, the troops came, destroyed those murderers, burned their city, killed them. Oh, yeah, that one guy not in the wedding garment, yeah. Cast outside, wailing, grinding of teeth. Not everybody's going to be chosen. (laughs) There's the good news, huh? (laughs) Okay, okay. So 
again, I, I don't want to presume anything. I, I was just going to say, what is Jesus telling us? And, and, and ultimately, that is where I'm going to go, but I don't want to presume that I have the answer to that question. But I'm going to say, here's where I believe Jesus is inviting us to look. I, and I don't want you to get caught up on, on, on those things I just mentioned. Because I really do believe this shows the magnanimity. It shows the, the goodness and the abundance, the, the wide arms, if I may say, of our God. Okay, what am I talking about? So the, the first line gives us a sense. Okay, who's Jesus' audience? Jesus, again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders. All right? So he's saying, listen, kingdom of heaven is likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. But those people ultimately refused to come, right? Went out servants, summoned the invited guests. They refused to come. Second time sent out servants, you know, saying, behold, I've prepared my banquet. Everything's ready. But some ignored the invitation, went away. And others laid hold of the servants that came, right, that, that said, hey, the, the feast is ready, come, come, and killed them. And the king was enraged, sent his troops, destroyed those murders, burned their city. It's important that we know that the chief priests and the, and the elders are the audience of Jesus' um, talk, his parable here, because of Matthew and Luke, by the way, because Luke has this parable too, it's important that we know that they wrote this gospel probably around 75 or 80 A.D. Why is that important? Because in the year 70, the Romans came in and sacked Jerusalem and burned parts of it and certainly uh, killed a number of the people. And so what the point of Matthew in adding that little part there. Now, if this parable was in Mark, and I don't think it is, but don't hold me to that. I think it's just Matthew and Luke. But if it was in Mark, I don't think that addition would be there. Because I think he's talking to the chief priests and the elders, and he's saying, you, the Jews, you, the Jewish people, you are the invited guests. Come, come. But, but they ignore him. And, and some actively take the prophets, because those are the servants, right? The prophets who came, and they killed them. And so what was the, the result of that? Jerusalem was killed. And Matthew's using that as an example to, to prop up and show, hey, Jesus' words are right here. Look at what happened. Look at what happened here, uh, Jewish people. You've said no, you've ignored it, you've actively worked against the kingdom, and this is the result of that. So who are we going to invite now? We're going to invite everybody. Who does that mean? The Gentiles. That everybody is welcome. Okay? So on one level, and remember, the gospel has many levels. From a writer level, that's one of the levels Matthew's writing about. So at least it helps us understand why the destruction is in there. Now let's set that part off to the side because I want us to, to go to a different level that says, hey, what does this mean about who God is and who we are and what we're invited to? Because brothers and sisters, this is as true for us today as it was for those people Jesus was saying the parable to 2,000 years ago. This is so good. Why? 
because Jesus is inviting us to the banquet. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for the son. He dispatched his servants and invited the guests. And, and, and invite us not once, invites us repeatedly, repeatedly. Again, kind of like yesterday's parable, right? You know what? It, it, it may be six in the morning and you're invited. But you know what? You may, you may not be ready to hear that invitation. So maybe at nine in the morning or maybe at noon or at three in the afternoon. Maybe it takes us almost our entire life at five in the afternoon to accept the invitation. But you know what's important? That we accept the invitation. The invitation comes repeatedly. Our God doesn't just summon us once to this wedding feast, this this, uh, banquet. I love that imagery, that banquet. Praise be to our God who invites us repeatedly. But brothers and sisters, we need to have listening ears, and we need to have the guts to say yes. What keeps us from saying yes? Listen, I don't think any one of us have killed any servants. I don't think that's it. So let's take that destructive part out. That, that I think, was particularly for the Jewish people in Jerusalem that Jesus was, or, or Matthew was adding that. What keeps us from the wedding feast? This is what should scare the dickens out of you and me. It's not big stuff. We're not murderers. I don't think most of us are adulterers. I don't think any of those big things those sins that you and I haven't committed in our daily lives, and, and we think, oh, that's the stuff that's going to keep us out. I haven't done that. I'm in good shape. No. What keeps us out? Some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business. That keeps us away from the kingdom of heaven. Normal, everyday stuff that we think at the time is more important than saying yes. There's nothing wrong with owning a farm, brothers and sisters. You know that. There's nothing wrong with owning a business or being a part of business and going to work. All of that stuff is good good stuff. And in, in, in Luke's gospel, he adds a third. I just got married. I need to attend to that. There's nothing wrong with getting married and attending to our spouse or our families or our children. But brothers and sisters, to the extent that our homes... To the extent that our businesses, to the extent that our relationships, including our spouses and our families, keep us from the kingdom, that take our attention and we hold them separate and distinct from the love of God and the action of the Holy Spirit, to the extent that we only focus there and not on the workings of God through and in them, because you know the Holy Spirit can work in and through our homes, and our, and our properties, and our businesses, and our workplaces, and certainly our families. To the extent, though, that we don't see that, and we simply go about daily business. What's on our to-do list today? Check, 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 and we get to the end of where we can lay our head in a pillow. If that's all life is about, we are missing the invitation, and we are ignoring it. And brothers and sisters, let that frighten you today. And let it frighten me because we're missing the invitation of God. We're not actively doing anything against the kingdom. But we certainly are passively, right? As as Catholics, that we say, forgive me for the sins of omission and commission. Those that I have actively done against the kingdom, but those of omission too, where my focus has been elsewhere. Brothers and sisters, today is a wake-up call. The invitation comes to you today. 
It does. And it comes to me today. Will we ignore it because our to-do list is too big? Or will we say yes? Now here's, oh my gosh, this is so good. So the rest of this, okay. So the, the feast isn't filled up. And, our, and, our, and the king, of course, who's God, wants this banquet feast filled. He doesn't want anybody to miss it. So he says to his servants, go and get anybody. Those who were invited weren't worthy to come. Why weren't they worthy? Because they simply ignored it, which makes us unworthy. All we have to do is, is recognize the invitation and realize its importance and say what? Say yes. Say yes, that's all God needs. That makes us worthy. Not everything we do, simply accepting the invitation makes us worthy. That's all it is. That's how good our God is. So what happens then? Okay, the banquet isn't filled. Go out, servants, therefore, into the main roads and invite whomever you find. Luke uses that wonderful poetic phrase, go into the highways and the byways, the hedgerows. Go out and get anybody. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found. Don't get mad at me, brothers and sisters, for this gospel. Don't get mad if you're saying this is Zank being relativistic. Oh, no. This is the gospel, brothers and sisters. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, the bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. This is the best news you will hear all day. You may be sitting there on the other side of this saying, Joe, I am unworthy to accept this invitation. You know, the truth of the matter is, you are unworthy. And so am I. And our God, that's not the issue. The issue is not whether you are bad or good. You are God's child. And the issue is he wants you and I at the banquet feast. And he invites us today. The issue is, what will you and I say today? That's, that's the deal. That is the only deal, according to this parable. You can get mad at me if you want, but you should be mad at Jesus or mad at Matthew because this is the word of God. That's how good our God is. That is how good our God is. But it doesn't end there. So, so, okay, it ends with destruction. Zank, should we be, should we be angry or, or, or not angry? Should we be afraid? <laughs> no, no, this is fantastic. When we, when we can, can flesh it out, at least what I believe is being fleshed out. Again, I don't want to uh, say I've got the mind of Jesus fully on that. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. And he said to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But the, the young man or whoever he was here was reduced to silence. So the king said, throw him out into the darkness. Wailing and grinding of teeth. Why? What's going on here? If my understanding is correct, and that's a big if, and I know that. Here's the whole issue. The wedding feast is a wedding feast for his son the bridegroom. Who is the bride? You are, and I am. The only way we get into that feast is by saying, I do. That's the wedding garment that we need. We are the bride. And if we get into this feast, 
It's because of our love for God, our yes to God. No one gets in without I do. We don't get into this wedding feast, brothers and sisters, on uh, the virtue of I'm part of a group, but I'm, but I'm a Catholic. I'm, I'm part of the church. Doesn't that get me in? No. But, but my parents uh, loved me, and, uh, and, and they were so good. Doesn't that get me in? No. Do you know what gets you in? God's invitation and your and my acceptance of it are saying, I do. I desire to be married to you. Remember yesterday, that flow, that idea of the flow, the love of God, that we have to say yes to go out into the field to get into that flow? That's the same. It's using different imagery, but it's saying the same thing. Brothers and sisters, our God invites us to the feast. And all we have to do, <laughs> now I say all we have to do is say I do, but what does that mean? It means, well, l- let me use this example. What does it mean? It means the same thing it meant when I said I do to Renee in December of, of 95, right? It wasn't a one-time shot. I, I asked this of my confirmation students, and I say, listen, you know, you're going to be confirmed coming up this fall, and what if you simply say, I do, on the day of your confirmation and not every day afterward? What if I would have said, I do, to Renee in December of 95, but wouldn't have said, I do, or yes to her any day following? How would my marriage be? And they say, it would be awful. And I say, exactly. That's the point. I have to say I do to Renee every day of my life and praise and thank God. She says I do and and yes to me. Brothers and sisters, you know this already. I'm not saying anything you don't know. That, That what marriage is, is not a feeling. It's a decision. It's a decision to, to sacrifice. It's a decision to die to my Joe's agenda so that we, Renee and I, may live. That's how a, ma- a marriage lives, right? It's a die to my dream and vision, so it becomes our dream and vision. And that lives. And so when I say, all we have to do is say, yes, I do, to this invitation, all that we're saying no to is our own vision, and our own dreams, and our own, uh, you know, uh, our own life. Can I say that? Because what, what I'm saying is, I need to die to that so that we, Christ, you and I, and my vision, our vision, excuse me, our vision, Christ, you and, and, and mine, may live. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Brothers and sisters, that gives us the wedding garment because Christ is inviting us to the feast. He's not inviting us as a guest merely to watch a marriage going on up there. He's inviting us to be the main we're it. We're the main event. We're, we're the wedding. We're the one saying yes. Our, our worthiness is not the issue. God invites us today. What will our answer be? Let's pray. So my friends, as always, we just bring whatever's going on in your heart, in your life, uh, in your spirit today. I trust our God. And let's bring it before him today. Okay, And let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth 
sorrowful mystery. Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, be well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. And whatever you and I do today, let us not be too involved in our to-do lists, not too involved that we don't say yes, I do to our God today. God's peace.